Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Chicago's Legal Latte, a series of podcasts brought to you by Lavelle Law Limited. Throughout this series, the attorneys from Lavelle Law will share their answers to questions about a variety of topics for individuals and small businesses. To participate in today's discussion, you can email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com. From time to time on this podcast, we, uh, we take the opportunity to dig into the history or background of a long-established law or legal process. Uh, other days, uh, such as today, we open up a discussion on the latest news in law to find out how you, uh, you may be impacted by changes. Hi, everybody. This is Jim Mitchell, and today, along with Emil Elkas, a partner at Lavelle Law, we're going to talk about the new law covering child support here in Illinois. And to me, it sounds as if the changes are, are broad and may significantly alter the previous standards. So let's get started by welcoming Emil back to the podcast. We haven't had a chance to talk in a while. How are you doing, Emil? I'm good. Thanks for having me back. Sure. Now, um, so correct me if I'm wrong here as we start, but in a divorce settlement, there's different things that are negotiated, different types of support that may be required. So today we're talking specifically about money that may be owed from one spouse to the other to support children. Correct. So in a divorce proceeding or even a paternity proceeding, um, there are issues with support. So whether it's support for an ex-spouse, support for a a child, um, those issues are pretty frequent issues in um, family law cases. And a lot has changed in the last two years with respect to divorces in Illinois. And I know some of these have been fairly current. How how recent are some of the changes that we're going to talk about today? Um, A lot of the language has been changed uh, with respect to, so the word custody is no longer used in Illinois. Um, That change occurred in January of 2016. Um, And just several weeks ago, the law changed again on July 1st of 2017 with respect to child support. Um, So the old model of child support, um, the model that people were used to um, in Illinois, is completely changed. Um, And and now we're no longer doing a percentage uh, system. Now it's based on a shared income system, which um, correlates to a lot of the other states in, in the nation that are doing it this way. It's it's very um, the model that Illinois had with respect to basing child support on a percentage of someone's income is very outdated. It only a hand number of states, a handful number of states were doing that. Um, Illinois has shifted and has now um, changed the law so that it's based now on you know, it looks at shared income, looks at both parents' income and not just one person's. So so talk to me, let's let's kind of go back to the pre July first standard here. You used the word percentage. So so was there a direct formula that said if uh uh the spouse who's paying support makes this much, it's just X percent and that's what they're gonna be paying? Correct. So under the old law, so prior to July first of this year the standard was that the court would designate one parent as being the custodial parent. So that would be the parent where the child lives with for a majority of the year. Um, and the other parent was not the custodial parent. That would that was just a parent of a child, and that person would have an obligation to pay child support to the custodial parent, regardless of what their income was. So even if the non-custodial parent earned more or excuse me, earned less income than the custodial parent, he or she was still obligated to pay support. 
and it was based on that person's income only. So we didn't even look at the custodial parent's income. So whether they're making 50000 a year, 100000 a year, $200,000 a year, didn't really matter. We only looked to the non-custodial parent's income to determine what the child support obligation would be. And that was based on a percentage guideline um, that the legislator set forth, and it all depended on the number of children you have. And so what they would do is they would look at someone's income, their gross income, so before taxes, and then calculate what we call net income, and that would be basically somebody's pay after they pay taxes, health insurance, and other mandatory obligations. Once all of that was taken out, we have then what's called a net income. And then depending on the number of children you have, you would just base a percentage. So one child, you'd pay 20% of your net income to the custodial parent. Two children was 28%. Three children was 32%, and then so on and so forth. That has all been eliminated. So we, we no longer do that. Um, and, and there are some cases that have child support obligations under the old law, uh, and we can talk about how going forward those those parties can, can modify their obligations based on this new change in law. Yeah, so let, let's kind of get current then in terms of what has happened after July 1st. What, what sort of payment structure or financial structure do the courts look at now and, and what sort of formula is used? So now we use what's called a shared income model. And what the courts are doing, or at least what they're trying to do, is that they're trying to get the term custody just out of Illinois. So we no longer want to re- refer to somebody as a custodial parent, not custodial parent. Now what we look at is what we call like parenting time and allocation of parental responsibilities. So all of that means really is which parent will make the parental decisions about a child. And they look at four factors. They look at education, they look at religion, health care, and extracurricular activities. So that's how we designate what we used to call custody. So now mm-hmm. courts are, in terms of parenting time, a lot of courts nowadays are trying to get more of a 50-50 schedule of parenting time. They want children to see both of their parents about the same amount of time. Now, of course, that doesn't always happen. However, what the courts are doing now is they're trying to make support a little bit more fair for people. So people that have, um, you know, maybe not 50% of parenting time with with their other parent, but let's say a person has 30%, uh, if you take a calendar year, and 30% of that calendar year is spent with one parent, the other 70% is with the other parent. So the courts are doing now is they're factoring both incomes. So they'll look at not only the non, I'm going to call them the non-custodial parent, the non-residential parent, but they're going to look at both parents, look to see what their net incomes are, and there's a table that's been set forth by the Illinois Department of Health and Family Services. And so essentially what you're doing is you're, you're trying to figure out what the net income is combined of the two parties, and then you use the tables to determine what the child support obligation would be. And then once you have that figured out, then what you would do is take the next step. And let's say, (coughs) excuse me, parent one has 70% of the parenting time. They would have to pay 70% of the child support obligation that's set forth by the DHS. And then the other parent would only have to pay 30% of that dollar amount. So if if DHS says that these people have a combined income and therefore each of them should pay $1,200, 
One parent will pay 70% of $1,200. The other parent will only pay 30% of it. So there's still a, some percentage within the formula, but it's now, it's now based on, on that combined income as well as a combination of, uh, of the parenting time that you referred to. Correct. So they're trying to correlate the percentage of parenting time you have throughout the year with the percentage of support you would pay for that other parent. Because what happens typically is um, some parents spend about 35% or 40% of their time with their kids, but yet are paying full child support to the other parent. And then the other parent is not reciprocating and paying back you know, similar support. Because when a parent has a child for 40% of the time, they're buying shoes just as much as the other parent. They're buying groceries. They're paying for you know utilities for the house that the kids are using. And so the courts took a step back and said, okay, let's how do we make this more realistic to what people are doing nowadays, and how do we make this more fair so that it's not completely one-sided? It's uh, it's been a while since Emil Alcas has been able to join me here on Chicago's Legal Latte, but uh, you you've joined the right time uh, to listen in as Emil and I are today discussing the new Illinois law regarding child support. Um, he heads up the family law practice group at Lavelle Law, works very closely with clients on. Matters like uh, divorce, uh, parenting time, as we're hearing today, child uh, support, financial support, visitation, prenuptials, many, many more topics. You can kind of find them all at uh, lavellelaw.com by checking out the uh, the family law page there. Um, as we proceed here now, you, you've sort of set a stage for this transition in how the courts are looking at things. Does this law allow for past agreements to be revisited, or is this sort of a, a line drawn and it only applies to agreements going forward? Um, so what the law says is that somebody cannot come in to change uh, their child support obligation only because the new law is in effect now. So you still have to show uh, what's called a substantial change in circumstances, and those are the buzzwords that the courts will look for. So, for example, before when you had somebody that earned more income, so let's say a guy in 2017 uh, makes two times more than he did when his child support obligation was originally set. Usually those parties don't come into court to modify it. You know, It's rare that you see somebody go to court to increase their support. But now what you have is people are coming into court saying, hey, judge, I have a substantial change. The last time the support order was entered, I was only making $50,000 a year. But look, right now I'm making $80,000 a year. Let's, let's revisit my child support obligation. And, and those people... You would think, okay, well, if he's making $30,000 more, his child support should go up, but it's completely the opposite. Under the new law, it actually takes a significant reduction than it was before. So now you have people that would otherwise never come into court based on an increase of their income are now coming in. So you still have to show um, a substantial change. So whether uh, your income has changed, whether the child's needs have changed, so now they need more things or, or more support, you still have to show um, a change in in circumstances from the last time a child support order was entered uh, to today. And, and when the courts look at figuring out the formulas, and we talk about the, uh, the the income level of each parent at the current time, do they simply take you know most recent year income, or do they look back any number of years? Or is it just you know where they're at today? Um, it depends on when the petition was filed. So, for example, if somebody files the petition maybe in the early part of the year, the courts may not have enough data for that particular year and will go back 
the, you know, maybe look at a W-2 from the previous year. Uh, but, for example, now we're in July and August, or excuse me, we're in August now, and I think it's for if somebody were to file a petition now, I think the courts would look at the last six months um, just to get a better understanding of what somebody's income is. But, yes, I mean, the courts, if it's if the net income is difficult to ascertain, a court can go back one year, can average out two years, three years. Um, you know, usually three years is probably the farthest they'll go back. But a court has the discretion to average out somebody's income if their income fluctuates from year to year, especially people that have, like, for example, base salaries and then get either a bonus or a commission for, you know, their performance. And you mentioned earlier that this kind of brings Illinois in line with, with some other states. It sounds like this was a, a you know, fairly radical event, but in, in general, in, in terms of the work you do, do you, do you see changes like this on a fairly regular basis, or, or was this kind of a standout situation? Um, I, I think, you know, Illinois' model was around probably since, I believe, since the 70s. So it's been outdated for a while, and, and there's been attempts to change this law, uh, but it, it's never just made it far enough to actually come into effect. But uh, in the last several years, I believe this began in 2015 and then 2016, and then ultimately it was signed by the governor. Um, this, this change, I believe, was long overdue. Um, I think you have a lot of situations whereby people are paying support obligations and have about equal time with the other spouse or with the other um, parent. And so you have an imbalance. So there was a little bit of an unfairness that I think this statute will sort of correct. Now, going forward, it's only been in place for about, you know, four or five weeks. Um, you know, there obviously there's going to be some kinks that need to be worked out, but that's up to, you know, the appellate courts to, to address those situations. All right, well, we're going to wrap things up here, but um, I mentioned LavelleLaw.com is a great resource. And, you I know, mean, we've actually had a couple of people online here who wanted to ask questions today but we uh, we just didn't get to them. Is there a, a great phone number uh, that they can use to get in touch with you to maybe follow up on this topic? Oh, absolutely. Um, they can either call the main office line, 847-705-7555, or just dial my desk directly at 847-705-1020. Excellent. Well, I want to thank uh, Emil Alcast for making the time today. It's always a pleasure when he's here. We'll let him go, and hopefully a couple of these phone calls come through for him. If you are online, uh, we certainly appreciate the time and hope that uh, you will check in with Emil. Um, we thank all of our listeners for being here and look forward to having a conversation with each of you in the future. Uh, again, LavelleLaw.com, great place to find more resources on topics like this. Thanks for listening. <laughs>